Welcome to the Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate and Laney, where we listen to all 92 Diamond albums certified by Billboard. Today's album is... Wide Open Spaces by the Dixie Chicks, who are now known as the Chicks. Yes, so that's what we will refer to them as throughout the video, so you don't get confused. Um, so first things first, how's it been? It's been like two weeks since we've done this. Uh, I'm going to personally take the fall for most of this. I had band camp, and we just couldn't find time to do anything. I mean, it's like two weeks straight of like 12-hour days. We just couldn't find any time to record. Because I also had to move out, and I had school. Mm-hmm. It was just a stressful two weeks, and we really just couldn't find time for it. But obviously, we, we weren't going to... We needed gonna... it. We needed it, though. Yeah, like it, it was a good recharge. I mean... Yeah, I mean, maybe it's something we can start doing every 30 episodes, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Secondly... As you can see, uh, the Hello Mega Tour, Green Day, Weezer, and Fallout Boy, and the Interrupters. Um, where are they at? Where are they at? Where are they at? Where are they at? They're supposed to be on here. What are we looking at? The what? Interrupters are supposed to be on here. That's a ripoff. Y'all need to rebrand. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so uh, we went to that. Um, that was super duper fun. We went to the Atlanta show in Truist Park, and that's where the Braves play. Um super fun there is a video on the youtube uh which we will get into the social medias in one second there's a video on the youtube if you have any interest at all uh just kind of a short little vlog that i that's better know, than our podcast together. <laughs> it, it, it was funny honestly i i really enjoyed I watched, it i watched it two or three times i'm not gonna lie yeah it was it was it was enjoyable honestly also, we didn't really disclose that it rained in the middle of the concert yeah, I mean, there was a couple times did. I was like, it's going to rain, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. And then you just, I mean, like, pan over to us. There's footage of us wet, you have the sky, and I uh-huh. say soggy shoes. So. so, yeah, it poured. It, it poured. Like, fattest raindrops I've ever seen in my life. Um, anyways, uh, can I get into social medias, or do you have anything you would like to say first? I can add it after social media. Okie dokie. So, social medias. The Twitter. Oh my gosh, you haven't held them in such a long time. TDM pod, TDM pod, uh, right there. The Instagram, the Diamond Mind podcast. Uh, I'm not spelling it out, but it's right there, right in the corner, right there. Um, the YouTube, if you're an audio listener and you want to see our beautiful faces, or if you just want to see that vlog that we were just talking about, um, the Diamond Mind on YouTube. If you look up the Diamond Mind podcast, we should be the first thing that pops up. It may be our trailer or some sort of video like that. You know what? Let me um, me double check. Just right here. I'm pretty sure we're the first thing that uh, pops up. Lainey is fact-checking. The Diamond Mind podcast. Yeah. It's us. So, uh, if you'd like to get any more uh, us content, you can reach us there. (laughs) Seven subscribers! Also, just hit us up. Just message us. We will message back. Find Nate's email. Yeah, find my email. It's somewhere. It's on one of these. One of these little, uh, what are these called? Episodes. It's within the first ten. Maybe. So you got to go back yeah, to like Yeah, definitely the... first ten. I can't remember. You'll have to go through some garbage <laughs> to find yeah. it. Uh, garbage albums and, you know. But hey. My turn? Yeah. Okay. First off, the bass player for ZZ Top, Dusty Hill, has passed away within the two weeks that we were gone. The drummer for Slipknot, Joey Jordison, also passed away. He was only in his 40s, which was crazy. Um, Now, I have two important things left to say. First is rate this podcast episode five stars on the Apple Podcasts. 
do with all our episodes, please and thank you. And secondly, for all you viewers and listeners out there, throw one up for Weezer. <laughs> throw up the set. There was this throw guy in front of us the whole time at the concert that kept throwing up this at the end of Weezer songs. And he had his girlfriend was probably like, I've never heard Weezer in my life. And he was sitting there like He had a Weezer, Weezer. like he had a Weezer tour shirt on from like yeah. their past tour. It was mm-hmm. he was a diehard Weezer fan. Right he, now He was there just for Weezer. Yeah, right now I'm drawing a smiley face on my finger with this little chalk marker that we used to... Oh, did you did you change this? Uh, that's how it's supposed to be. I remember last time we changed it, we were like, we gotta remember to not change it next time. Because we changed it after the episode. Like, we went ahead and oh. drew it. Wait, it's probably not at the right angle for them to even see right now. No banana or whatever it's called. No banana. No banana. Um, and then, I'm ready to get into this. Are you ready to get into this? Yeah. Okay, so, this song went 12 times platinum. It has 12 songs, 44 minutes in total, and it was released on January 27th, 1998. Yup. First song. Okay, first song is called I Can Love You Better. has a little groovy guitar with some sliding business. Uh, They have really nice harmony moments, and that's something I'll hit on a bunch throughout this album, is that the Dixie Chicks harmonize well, and I really like when people harmonize with their voice. I feel like it's something that we don't use a lot in music now that I feel like we need to. So I think it sounds really awesome. Like, I just, I just really like the band to do that. And that's more um, power. Yeah, and it, it feels more musical. Like, I feel like they're... There's an emphasis. It's like a euphoric sense when mm-hmm. you do it. Um, uh, there's lots of country music tropes, you know, like the, the fiddle and the just all the instruments and the twang and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I don't necessarily get purely country vibes for them on some songs. Like, I feel like there's also a little bit of, like, a folky aspect in there, too. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's just me, but okay. All right. So, basically, it's about this guy. He's with another woman, and she's singing about how she's better for him. Like, Taylor Swift's You Belong With Me, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, okay, you say more, what did you say, folk? Folky, yeah. Honky-tonk is the word I would use. Honky-tonk? Honky-tonk. And I'll get into that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um than the typical new, like, gross country music that you yeah. put out nowadays. I also have a burned CD or two with their songs on it. All right. That my mom made me, so, uh... Shout out, Kelly. That's how you know. Um... Next song. I pointed, like, towards the else house. Anyways. Uh, next song is called Wide Open Spaces, the name of the album. Uh, just an absolute classic. Um, I've obviously heard this one before, and quite a few of you probably have as well. This song is stuck in my head frequently, and it's been stuck in my head very recent in history. It's weird that we're listening to this. Um, and uh, if I have to pick a favorite thing from this song, it's specifically after in the chorus when she goes, Wide open spaces, and you hear in the background the person's like, Yeah, yeah. That is oh euphoric. Euphoric right there. That is absolutely just like I feel my whole body just tingle with happiness whenever I hear that. But you go ahead and try and one up that. Probably can't, but you already know that this was an iPod Nano classic. (laughs) Uh back in my day, even though I'm only twenty years old. Uh I feel like this one is relatable. You know, you feel like you're stuck in a place and you want new things. People feel that. It's relatable. Mm-hmm. Right? Of course. The lead vocalist, however, in this song specifically, and I, there were other moments throughout this album that reminded me of this, but she sounded like the lead singer, 
like the female version of the lead singer of Old Crow Medicine Show, where it really has that certain twang to her voice when she was singing. Um, other than that, I mean, it's a Dixie era, I guess the chick's classic. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so uh, this next song is called Loving Arms. Um, it's a softer, slower song with softer, slower guitar. Uh, this song specifically um, really exemplifies the harmony and chord structure between their voices. I guess just because it is slower and you can have more time for those musical moments. But um, this song would be low-key boring if their voices didn't make didn't have such good chord structure and just really didn't feel as impactful. Um, and also, when they hit the the chorus, the lead singer just has a kick-ass voice, and I mean, I can appreciate that, and that's another part of the reason that this song isn't as boring as it very well could have been, so. I didn't really write a lot for this one. In the beginning, when you were looking up Dixie Chick t-shirts, um, mm-hmm. there was an interesting pitch bend going on, and they did it with a few different notes, Yeah, and then that's when, you know words kicked in, lyrics, all of that. Honestly, it was just kind of too depressing for my preference. And that's saying something, because some stuff I listen to is, like, just messed up. But this just wasn't it. I don't really know why. It didn't really sit right with me. But I guess if I was in a really bad state, then yeah, sure, I'll add this to the list. But mm-hmm. that's all I have. Wasn't understood. impressed with it. This next song is called There's Your Trouble. Uh, this song... Uh, the the chicks really reminded me of early Taylor Swift in the song, where I guess I guess she could have pulled some inspiration from them because back before she went super duper pop, she was actually country, which surprisingly not a lot of people know. Really? Yeah, like a lot of people that I talk to don't know that she was like country before she went pop. Her first like three albums are technically country. Well you also gotta think in like 2007 when like Tim McGraw actually I don't know if that's 2007 it might have been like a little earlier. I'll just look it up. But like around that time period me and my friends were like three, four. No but even her Fearless album okay she released a new single by the way. Really? On July 24th. (laughs) But uh, while she's looking at that um 2006 was when the first one came out. Fearless came out in 2008. I think I went to that tour. Mm-hmm. Speak Now was also country in 2010, and then Red in 2012 was when she went pop. Word. Even though it still says country, I don't think it was really country. No. Uh, so. Just really reminded me of Taylor Swift, uh, how, not so much the chorus, chorus but um, how the verses are like, Half spoken, half sung, kind of telling a story. You, it's like that song, uh, our song, where like how in the in the verses she's talking about how like the boys like, or she's like we don't have a song, and he's like nah we got a song, and then the chorus is like actually musical, and then the verse like is a lot more <laughs> speaking. So stupid, is like slamming screen door, uh-huh. sneaking out late, tapping on your window, like. When you're on the phone and you talk real slow. I hate the That <laughs> only... Yeah, okay. Uh, anyways, um, fun song. I enjoyed it. Good job, the chicks. Right, so I wrote <laughs> that this is very Taylor Swift as well with the upbeat song, but the lyrics are kind of sad, you know, because it's about a past relationship. That's Taylor Swift's forte right there. And what's funny is that they actually did a collaboration with Taylor on her album called Lover. Mm-hmm. That was her really recent one, right? No, she's come out with two since. And what's the one I'm thinking of? 
What's her recent one? Uh, Folklore and Evermore or something. Lover was right before that. That's the one where she's with Brandon Urie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's all I had. Nothing. Hold on. Crazy. Kobe. It went in! Uh, yeah. next, um, next song. The next song is called You Were Mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard this song as well. I didn't think I'd heard anything other than the wide open spaces on this album, but I have. Um... This song really makes you feel the emotion of, like, what she's trying to get across in the chorus, the the emotion of heartbreak and having someone stolen. Um, just hits really hard. Their voices are very nice. Um, and after... So, when you get to the first chorus, it's, it's pretty bare bones. And then, um, second chorus, they start adding some more instruments afterwards, and it gets a... It starts building up a little bit more and more. And then it kind of, like, drops, like... I don't know what the technical term for it, but the way my band director says it is that, like, the bottom drops out of it. So, like, it's just her voice, and there's no, like, instruments in the mm-hmm. pre-chorus. Also, do you hear that cop car, or am I just tripping? No, I heard it. Okay. Um, Comment down below if you heard it, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, the bottom drops out, and, like, the pre-chorus has, like, no instruments. And then on the third chorus, they have, like, a key change, and they're singing a little bit higher. Um, I just really liked it. I like the musicality there because, like, already they have the they have the the chord structure going on, and then they have the like progressing. Obviously, it's not movements because it's the same thing, but it's like there's progression going on there because music like wants to go somewhere. I'm not trying to get super duper geeky with like stuff like that. I just that's just what I noticed about the song. And I really liked it. Yeah, I had this one on iTunes before this when mm-hmm. we actually had to buy stuff uh, but basically it's about like her ex but ex-husband having <laughs> and ex-butt. she misses him basically because he has a new woman too and she misses him it's like a piece of her is missing that kind of thing and this one is more moving than the previous ones which makes it much more likable because some of them are kind of meh next a full grown male moose is gonna break through our door, Laney. You see its antlers? It's peeking through our. I don't even know what noise mooses make. I don't know how I'm gonna edit a moose noise here. Moose. We'll be back. New charge. Moose. And we're back. Sorry. Um, that was a huge moose, dude. 12 feet? I knew mooses were big, but I didn't know they got mooses. that tall. I, moose. I didn't know they. I didn't know they got that big. Anyways, the, totally like there's no not even a wall on that side of the room anymore. We kept this we to do construction. Now. Yeah, we kept this perfectly clean and not moved at all. But there's literally not a wall right there. He just ran through it. Um, so the next song is called "Never Say Die." Uh, it's a little cheesy with the the, the Goonies like esque like "Never Say Die." I just. Uh, I was cringing at the chorus. <laughs> I don't think it's the same meaning, though. I know, but, like, that's like the Goonies never say die. Goonies like, never say die. Like, it's like just the, I don't know, that's where my brain went, and, like, uh. um, I also just felt like the song didn't really go anywhere. There was, like, not a ton of variation going on. I don't, I don't know. This was, eh. This, this was very, eh. Uh. Yeah. Uh... 
too cheesy. Like Nate said, yeah, but let's just, yeah. Uh, too cheesy for me, especially that second verse. That's when I really caught it, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to enjoy this song. But all of the songs on this album do sound very similar, but it's interesting to me because they aren't blendable. So they're all different in some way. So it, at this point, it, it's not horrible to listen to, but it's just, I don't know. You just have to hear it for yourself. It's not optimal. Yeah. Moving on, next song. The next song is called Tonight the Heartaches on Me. Uh, this is 100% playing in some Thanks. random bar in Georgia somewhere. I wrote the, I wrote the exact same thing. Uh, Except for Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, can I, go, we can go right down the street in two minutes. I can tell I, you Yeah, go. probably. Either direction. I can tell you where to go. <laughs> uh, Oak Lounge is one of them. What's the one called? BNN? Something like that. Uh, what is the other one? Never mind. It doesn't matter. Um, and I don't really, I don't really know how most of their songs aren't big. Like, I feel like most of the songs on this album, except for that last one, because that last one was butt, but I feel like they all thump very, like, very, very hard. Like, they're... This one and the next one surprised me that I've never heard before. Mm -hmm. Like, they were, this is a fun song. Like, something that you would see a bunch of drunk people on the stage at... At a bar, like just singing this, like the Corner Lounge, it's another one. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, am I gonna have to censor that so people don't like trace back to us where we live? They know where we are. No, I'm gonna tell you right now, the places I just named are not on the map. <laughs> that is facts, actually. I promise you, they're not. Um, but. Yeah, I just think that all their songs thump, and it's weird that I haven't heard specifically this one. Um, there was like a little three-hit drum fill that I want to talk about before I get on to you um, that they did in like during the chorus, and it was just like shukadoom, but like nothing else was happening uh, except for the drums, and I just thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it just matched the bouncy, fun energy of this song. So, uh, Lenny, turn. I'm not going to lie, some of this, for the next song, I don't remember writing half the things I wrote, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, the song, okay, this is really where it gets to the honky-tonk side of things. It'll make sense. Please just listen to it. Because it relates to, the, it relates to artists like Gretchen Wilson and Hank Williams Jr. If you know what I'm talking about, please, please let me know. Please. But this song kind of Nate already touched on is the epitome of hole in the wall bar karaoke song yeah for sure like that's it that's literally all I wrote but that my description that is so (laughs) that is a very accurate description Mm -hmm. like people might be like oh that's a bare bones description you didn't say much about it listen to it go look into um Hank Williams Jr. the specific song is like family oh crap hold on family something and then Gretchen Wilson Redneck woman is all you gotta listen to, and you will just know. <laughs> Family tradition. That's what's that song, yes. I love that. She song. has another Not song really. that I know. Both of them were on my iPod Nano, huh? <laughs> yeah, I remember you singing that Redneck Woman song when we were little, and I was like, "How do you know that?" Um, Mom let me listen to songs I shouldn't on in there. Anyways, do you have anything talk, else to say? No, we can talk more about that when we get to Prince. So, anyway, the next song is called "Let Her Rip." Uh, I have been all day. My mom made tacos recently, and it has just been tearing me up, and it's honestly not been fun. Um, I don't even know what the real song is about. I'm just going to let you know now. 
I could low key hear like a alt rock ska band cover this ska. and kill it because there was that drum pattern. It had that one specific drum pattern that I cannot mm-hmm. think of, but it. The only reason it wasn't like ska in a sense is because number one the content, and number two you have three twang country women yeah. singing it. Like, if you gave this to a ska band, then it would sound they at could least... Ha- they could use the exact same drum pattern, mm-hmm. the exact same one, and it would be... Um, but they could kill it, and that's not to say that the chicks don't kill it already. But um, there's also a dope guitar solo in this, and I really like it. And there's these, like, big hits. Hold on, I'm about to burp. Totally. Oh. So... In the chorus, did you throw up over there? What was no, that I have noise? real, I have bad um, acid reflux like, right now for yeah. some reason. Um, anyways, the chorus goes like, "Let her rip, boom, boom, let her fly, boom, boom," and it's like very, very catchy. It gets you moving, and I could see people in a bar like stomp, stomp on the boom, boom. So yeah, I was singing "Let it rip." It's literally "Let it whip." Moving on, is that all you have? Yes. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant at all. Uh, so at the very beginning, I like the vocal protrusion where there's very minimal guitar being used. I just totally did the whipping nana on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, this is 100% down Garth Brooks Alley, for sure. 100%. All music comes from other music, which is kind of when you're talking about skull and all of that. So it makes sense. Um, the vocals here differ, and of course, like, I, I mean, I basically just said this, but the vocals here differ, and of course the lyrics and message behind it, but this is another catchy bar anthem to me. Word. When sang by them. Next song. Can you draw a frowny face on this thumb after the podcast? Sure. Okay, cool. Because obviously I couldn't use, like, my left hand to do it. Um, the next song is called Once You've Loved Somebody... It boring. This fuller. Filler. Lyrics feel dull. Not much say. Booga booga. That was very... My eyes feel wide. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that was very... Hello darkness, my old friend. No, that was the one before when I said it was too depressing. Uh-huh. Yeah, this one wasn't my cup of tea. It wasn't, like, horrible because I think the lyrics were actually decent, but... It, I would just rather not because like, it was another cheesy one like Never Say Die. Ah, next. Next song is called I'll Take Care of You. Uh, the vort. The... That's where you put the Batman thing in. The verses are low key kind of boring, but the chorus is at least interesting musically. Um, so just listen to their voice and the, the structure of it. Uh, there's a lot of dissonance, and so basically it like rubs and just doesn't feel right into like a solution um and the chorus is i think in a minor key if not it sounds very minor uh so i just thought that was really cool and just the the rubbing there up and like obviously not physically rubbing but like the the notes rub together and then bam you get resolution so i just thought that the the chorus was very redeeming uh if the chorus wasn't this redeeming i'd probably not like this song but i thought the chorus was nice so yeah i'm about to pee myself locally urinate locally um the intro reminded me of the guitar from across the universe if i went back and played it for you 
told you that you'd probably be like, oh, okay, yeah, I can hear that. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to listen to it. Um, My during brain this, can't I was bored, so I was just singing "Pork and Beans" by Weezer. Throw it up for Weezer. And during this, uh, I enjoyed the fiddle break song. about two minutes into the song, and that's about all I really paid attention to. Mm-hmm. So next song, the next song is called "Am I the Only One?" And then in parentheses, ever felt this way? Has ever felt this way? Uh, I'm really not sure what to say with this song. This this is how I usually, whenever I'm taking my notes with songs and I don't know what to say, I write down, I'm not really sure what to say, and then I think in my head, why am I not sure what to say? Um, so I said, I'm not really sure what to say. It's just another song that is kind of fun feeling, but honestly has a more uh, negative meaning with the words by the, by the chicks. So um, I really don't know what makes this one stand out. If anything, the lyrics are definitely a good bit sadder, and I don't want to say darker, because darker makes it sound like evil, but like a good bit more, maybe melancholy, is that a good word? Something, they're definitely a bit more negative than the the past songs have been, Um, but darker, I guess, is the best word for the lack of a better word. Uh, Yeah, but that's basically all I've got to say. And I kind of, I'll explain that in a second. Um, it, in my opinion, personally, I think they brought it back a little with this one. They re- they got my attention more than the last few. Um, I perceived it as she's tired of being who she is. It's like, it's exhausting to her. I know it's mainly, I mean, she, it's talking about love and sense and how that affected her and things like that. But it's almost like she just needs a break. And I know that I felt like that where, and she kind of talks about this in the song, uh, how she's lost her sense of humor. I felt that, you know, tired of having your personality looking a certain way. I get that, you know. However, I've never felt the whole love thing, you know. Haven't dealt with those types of wounds, personally. I don't care. Um, But that was her main focus, but it was just being exhausted of who she is. Pretty much, and being in that situation. So yeah, last song. The last song is called "Give It Up or Let Me Go." This is a cover. Never heard the original, and I had never heard of Bonnie. Rate. Rate. R a i t t. Sorry if it's pronounced incorrectly. Yeah, sorry. Um, there's quite a bit of tang, a twang, not tang. <laughs> well, a little bit of tang too, I guess. Um, there's quite a bit of twang and a Reba McIntyre sounding rasp is what what I kind of pulled from it. Um, and this is definitely quite a bit more country than her other songs, but I really don't know how much I can praise them on this song because it's not their song. So okay, <laughs> um, was, that's a close word. Twang is just the tang of sound, dude. Tang is also a slur. Um, really? Also, what did I just write? Longest. Yeah, okay. It is the longest on the album at like 4 minutes 56 seconds or something like that. I thought it was a very good way to end the album in its entirety, but when they say, play that guitar, Tommy, that just wasn't my cup of tea, to be honest. Uh-huh. That's the second time I've used that phrase in this. So sorry. I love a good fiddle, so if any of you guys do know how to play the fiddle and want to give me lessons, you just let me know. Now, let's get into Bonnie real quick. She is an American blues singer, guitarist, songwriter, and activist. 
During the 1970s, she released a series of Roots-influenced albums that incorporated elements of blues, folk, and country. Her popular songs include I Can't Make You Love Me, Something to Talk About, Thing Called Love. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, Now, wrapping up this entire album, Apple Music said that there was no filler songs on this album. And for the most part, I think I have to agree. But it's just not really what I dive into. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be like, I want to listen to the Dixie Chicks entire discography today. I do that with other bands, but not this band. So, Um, what are your thoughts on that? So, there was only one song that I thought was filler, really. Um, Which, compared to a lot of albums, that's quite the success. Because there's a lot of albums that I think that, like, more than half the album is filler. I think almost every single album that we've listened to this far has had filler. Yeah, I mean... If not all of them. Hmm. Yeah, probably. I don't even remember who we've listened to at this point. I'm Shoot, right. upwards of close to 30 artists by now, because there's obviously... This is 31. Some, well, there's been some repeats with, like, Britney's had a couple, NSYNC's oh. had a couple. Or, no, not NSYNC hasn't had a couple yet. Backstreet has. NSYNC will... Actually, I think next episode of NSYNC. Anyways, um... But yeah, I, I find it very impressive that they have such little filler in comparison to other bands. Right. Um, Even though the main subject of the majority of these songs was love. Mm-hmm. And like... It's so interesting to view it as If you know me as like a person, I don't like country music, really. I don't listen to country music a lot. It's not just... My, it's not my thing. I like the Dixie Chicks. I'm not gonna lie. And I'll wear it proudly. Uh, the Chicks, y'all just hit the nail on the head. I personally wouldn't sit and listen to every single song on this album. However, it sits around 62. I'd put it higher than that. I'd definitely put it higher than 62. I I feel like I enjoyed it quite a bit more than you did, though. Um, I it It's up there in, like, my 40s at least, bro. Like, it is up there I think for I me. didn't enjoy it as much because I know their sound. I've mm-hmm. heard... The, I've heard the chicks quite a bit before and so I know what to expect and so it just didn't hit me as hard it wasn't as impactful mm-hmm. I would still move it up at, I'd give it a 52 so move it up 10 spots yeah it's it's in my 40s at least um, mm-hmm. and obviously quite a bit of albums left to listen to still over a year's worth if we do once every week um, but Shoot, I'm, and I mean including the ones that aren't on the night too. It's quite a bit. Anyways, um, I don't want to solidify it and be like, bam, this is in my 30s. It could go up there though. It could, honestly. And <laughs> y'all are probably, especially like people that actually know me are like, oh my gosh, Nate is rating this album so much higher than I thought he would. I'm rating the album so much higher than I thought I would too. I did not expect to like this album as much as I did. I knew I liked uh, Wide Open Spaces, and I knew I liked um, the Sometimes I Wake Up Crying. I can't remember what that song's called. Um, oh, Tony yeah. Hawk just started a live video. Thanks, Tony. That's um, cool. What is that song called? Uh, 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 you Were Mine. You, you Were Mine. 
So, yeah, I knew I liked those songs, but I didn't even know you were mine was Dixie Chicks. I'm sure I knew, but I didn't know off the top of my head. See, I think also part of my problem was that I was, like, ready to listen to this. I was kind of excited. Because Lionel Richie, I knew it was about to happen on that one. But I still, mm-hmm. I still liked it. But then on this one, I think I enjoyed myself, but it wasn't, again, nothing breathtaking for me. So, um, social medias? Unless you have anything else to add before I get into that and kind of start wrapping it up? No, I'm good. Um, social medias, Twitter, TDM Pod, TDM POD, uh, Instagram, that I'm my podcast, the YouTube for the audio listeners that want to watch that vlog, uh, <laughs> the Diamond Mine, just look up the Diamond Mine podcast, we should be the first thing that pop up, that pops, pops up, um... Yeah, anyways, this has been the Diamond Mind Podcast with Nate and Laney. We'll be back at you again next week with NSYNC. And remember, if it ain't the chicks, it ain't music.